it's Kate Gone Wild. Or should I say Kate in the wild? You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com and the creator of the Love Your List course. And today we're actually borrowing a book from one of my podcasting crush, the Being a Boss podcast. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. And anytime that one of their hosts is interviewed other places, they usually do like an in the wild sort of special episode. And I'm like, I recently had an interview with the amazing Ed Drexel of eddrexel.com and the Hey Ed membership site and community. And I'm like, you know what, Ed? I would love to be able to take the audio from our interview because we did it over Facebook Live and actually put it on the Inbox Besties podcast because I realized, one, Ed is an amazing interviewer. And two, he really asked some insightful questions. Since I have been doing this for so long, I kind of forget that there are questions that are still lingering out there. And so this is probably one of my most favorite interviews that I think I've done in a very, very long time, including summits and podcasts, no offense to any other people. So I'm like, Ed, this will be a perfect way for me to wrap up our six, eight-ish week sprint all about email marketing because we cover everything here from open rates to engaging your community to knowing if you're emailing your list enough to even talking about if podcasts are worth your time to grow your email list. And you might actually be surprised with what my answer is about this. So Ed Droxel, guys, if you have not met him, he is so admirable in the fact that he is so consistent with putting out original content. So Ed has what he likes to call his Ed Talk TV, and that's what I was interviewed on. And he does this five days a week on his Facebook page, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. But if you just go on Facebook and search Ed Drexel Creative, it will show up. So every day, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, he has his Ed Talk. So sometimes it's just him talking about entrepreneurship, business, maybe it's tech stuff. And other times he also has interviews, which I just absolutely love. Now, spoiler alert, at some point, there might be a Kate and Ed sort of mini podcast, <laughs> like the Invisible Office Hours podcast with two of my other favorites, Paul Jarvis and Jason Zooks. And basically, it'd be like a seasonal sort of pop-up podcast where the two of us would just sort of jam out because I really love our energy. And honestly, just anytime Kate and Ed get together, it is a really great time. So without further ado, guys, we're actually going to be skipping our tool of the week since this is a really meaty interview. And it's going to be a lot longer than our typical episodes. Let's go ahead and dive right in to my episode of Ed Talk TV, which you can always find the original over at facebook.com forward slash Ed Drexel Creative. Awesome. So hey. let everyone know who you are. Who are you? Alrighty, guys. Well, I share this into all my community and I see Chantal as well. So, hey, I'm very excited to be working with her soon in the new course that I have. So nice. I am Kate Doster of katedoster.com and the Inbox Besties podcast, where I give you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. The kind that like pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you. They're just like, take my money constantly. That is what I do. Ed. I love it. I love it. And you guys, for those who don't know, uh, Kate and I have been friends for, man. 80 million years. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and million. it's been awesome to be able to see each other grow our businesses and mm -hmm. to be able to connect uh, throughout that time frame on different things. But we always keep coming back to 
email. <laughs> right? Like, this is just what I do. Yes. And so, we'll um, take off the thought. And remind or uh, let people know I know you mentioned the podcast, but how did mm-hmm. you um, decide to do a podcast in, in terms of that? Okay. So, I am more of a talker than a writer. That's the reason why I love email so much because it's shorter, it's sweeter. Although, I do have some gripes about the long emails. And if it's interesting, <laughs> people will read it. Um, but there's a certain way you've got to actually set it up. So they'll read longer emails. And I'm sure we'll get to that when we talk more about email marketing. Yeah. So I started the podcast because I love talking and like, that's my medium of choice. So even though I primarily help bloggers and freelancers, I just, I loved it. And even though I call her like the small, but mighty podcast inbox besties, and that's on me for not growing it as much as like Ed has done with all of his stuff is. I've gotten so many clients from it. I've gotten so many sales from it. So the podcasting, like it really, really works. Yeah. And, and, you know, you guys, the reason I wanted to have Kate talk about that for a second is because I want you to realize that there's different mediums that you can run with. You know, you guys are tuning into the show here and you're watching me live. I can then take this later and pull out just the audio and I could do a whole podcast show of all of these episodes. I mean, we're on like what, 67 or something like that right now. And so all all I would have to do is either spend a ton of time or go hire someone to do all of that. But understand like there, there's a method to the madness. And like, for me, the video is, is working for what I want to do in my, my core, um, my head's all over the place because I love this topic. Um, but basically the video is working for what I need to do. And then for Kate, the audio is where it's at for her. And again, small and mighty still wins the race. Like that, that is the part that, you know, we talked about that the other day on the show for those who are just tuning in that you, we talk about this all the time. You just, you don't worry about the numbers. You, you worry about showing up, delivering and engaging with those who are coming and watching you or engaging with you or listening to you. Right. That's how we do it. Yeah. You don't, I mean, obviously it's always good to get your name out there, but I never want people to have the crutch of, especially again, since I deal with email marketing, I always say like, oh, well, like I'm not going to email until I've got like a thousand people or I can't create a product to have a thousand people for some strange reason. Like they've got that like magical number in the head. And like, I have like 50 people on my list and I was making like buku dollars as a freelance copywriter, like a lot. (laughs) And I didn't even have a nice website at that point. It was like a splash page. So it is not necessarily about them. I mean, obviously you do want to be thinking like, okay, how do I reach more people? But it's not for the sake of the vanity metrics. It's more because you've got a purpose, you've got a mission and someone needs your help. So you've got to get yourself to them because they're not just going to mystically stumble upon you. They might, but you've got to be a bit more assertive. Yes. And I love that you said, and someone needs your help. Mm -hmm. You guys hear that? That's applying to all of you. And, and this is your space to start if you haven't. By engaging not only with us, but other people in the comments, even if you're watching the replay, you can still engage and that's going to start that journey for you. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So Kate, go ahead and jump into uh, what you want to talk about today, because this is my favorite and we'll just, we'll just <laughs> dive in. Okay. So Ed was talking a lot about inbox management. I think that's like the proper term. So what I talk about is email marketing. So that is, like I just said, random people on the internet, turning them into raving fans addicted to giving you either money or shout outs if you don't have anything or honestly just talking back to you and about fostering that relationship. So we could go anywhere. Originally, I had said to add, we could talk about subject lines. We can talk about click-through rates, when to send, 
any of that, like an email marketing ecosystem. And really it's about what you add, things that your audience wants to know, what they want to say in the comments. And yeah. we'll just spitball it, whatever y'all want. Like just, you can do anything. I love I it. I talk about this all day, every day, guys. Yeah. All day, every day. And so you guys let us know in the comments. I know already. So you guys, this is how my brain works. Okay. So I'm already thinking, okay, subject line, open rate, and then maybe whatever else. But like those for me, I feel like those are the two things because it's like, you have to have a good subject line in order to get somebody to open. And then we always hear about open rates, but, but we don't really know what that means or it, it, it just doesn't click, I think for some of us. So maybe that's a good part to start with the subject line. Cause that's kind of like the next step after putting the two field, right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay. So again, this is for marketing stuff. So if you were going to say like pitch ad or like speak to someone as a collaborator with ads, like you said, you want to be like crystal clear, like podcast guests and all of that. Yeah. But when you are actually emailing your list, whether I like to say every single email is a sales email. And it's not the fact that you're necessarily asking them to part with money, but you're selling the fact that you're worth being in their inbox. Like you're selling the fact that you're an expert. You're selling the fact that you're interesting. You're selling the fact that you give a damn about them. Part about the swearing. The kids are in the other room. Yeah. But like you're constantly selling. So every time you send an email, you are selling them something. And usually for most people, like, well, I don't think there's like a healthy number for like, you know, strictly content versus like strictly pitch. It's usually you're selling like information and like spirit and like proving to them, like, you know, it is worth your time to learn how to eat healthy. Right. And that's usually like a blog post or a quick tip that you have or a video or a special PDF that you put together. So when it comes to subject lines and open rates, it's all sort of mixes in together. So we're actually going to flip it a little bit, Ed. Okay. So for open rates, cause that's one thing everyone worries about. Yep. Email service providers. So that's like my BFF convert kit, MailChimp. We've got MailerLite. I know you love Ed as well. All of those people, the way that they track opens is by images that show up on when someone opens your email. So if someone is on Gmail and they don't turn on the images, it doesn't track it as an open. And most email service providers, little known fact, have a hard time tracking mobile. And as you know, like 60% of people read emails on mobile because like you're bored and you're in the grocery store line. And you're like, well, I've got nothing else to do. So like one of our viewers, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. was like, I have that AOL account. That's all the junk mail. Yep. She might like pop in and see what's going on. Cause she's like, what else am I going to do? Right. Yep. So that's something to think about as well. When you see your open rates are like, Oh my goodness, they're so low. So for most people, um, an open rate to strive for, if you're sending a general email to everybody, on your list, which we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. It's usually somewhere between 20 and 30 and 30 is if like you have other stuff in place, meaning like if people recognize your name and right. I feel like that's the first step that no one seems to talk about. The real key to getting high open rates and keeping them higher is by really rolling out the red carpet and knocking people's socks off when they first get on your email list. Yeah. So that most people think it starts at the freebie. It actually starts at your thank you page. If you have a confirmation Ooh. email like MailChimp has, you yeah. got to work that. And then that freebie email and then the emails that you send after. You don't nice. need like this huge monstrous welcome sequence. I have like my fast three that I talk about all the time. You just need to be able to like really cement who you are because people are going to forget. And yeah. it's a little like braggadocious if we think that 
you're like you're their only source of something like right. while we love ad chances are there could be some other online business people that you follow maybe like, i know i'm not like probably the only email marketer in your inbox like right. i get it <laughs> so that's why especially at the beginning you really want to knock their socks off so that way name recognition it's ooh, kate gives great stuff i remember her yeah. <laughs> and then they'll open your emails because there are certain people like Ed can have like the crappiest subject line ever. It could literally be like, I don't know, a colon. And that's it. Like he had an error and I'd open it because I know I'm getting great value. It sells me the fact that he's an expert just by being awesome. Right, right. And and I love the fact that you point out the, the confirmation page because mm-hmm. I feel like that is one that a lot of people may overlook. I, it's kind of It's kind of like your email signature, if you will. Um, where, you know, especially on the phones and stuff, it will say, oh, sent by iPhone or sent by Verizon. <laughs> Me. We, we don't actually go and change that because we're not really thinking too much of that. But it's valuable real estate. And it's a great touch point, like you said, at the beginning to mm-hmm. get your name noticed right away. And a reminder. Because what most people don't realize about and my challenge that I have coming up next week like the most valuable thing, we're going to call it a funnel people. So yeah. all a funnel is, it's turning like we just talked about a random person, taking them on the next step. So like if you open a vegan bakery, your funnel could literally just be you open your door. So the waft of your cupcakes gets people in the door. And then you have a nice atmosphere. So that would be like your email list and they stroll up to the counter and it's like artisanal this and vegan this and then you buy stuff. So everyone's got a funnel. It's not just like a series of emails. But that's what we're going to be talking about here since I do work primarily with digital businesses. So like the only page out of any of that stuff after they sign up for your freebie you can guarantee is that first thank you page. So you need to use that real estate wisely. People may never open your freebie. They're never going to confirm their email address. So you need to make sure that that first page that they are guaranteed to see, unless your low time stinks on your interwebs, right. is valuable and you're using it. No, and I love that. And and that's the thing, you guys, depending on what program you are using, mm-hmm. go in and look for it. And if you don't know, ask the company that you're working with. Chances are they have a chat or the support or frequently asked questions. Like literally just look for confirmation page and see what pops up or just Google it and see mm-hmm. what comes up because chances are you'll find it there too. Exactly. So if you are doing something where they're going to need to confirm their email address, then for you, maybe it's actually like a picture of your face. It is reiterating to them why this freebie is so awesome and they need it. And it's like an actual like picture showing them like the email that they're going to need to look for to click on and what to do if they don't. Right. Now, that's called a double opt-in. So MailChimp, you have to do that. MailerLite, you can shut it off. Active Campaign, you can shut it off. Like a lot of the other ones you can depending on what country you live in. So if you do have that ability, then the thank you page, maybe instead of encouraging them to go and confirm their email address, you're encouraging them to share. So you've got share buttons on your page. Maybe you're like me and you're like, I'm going to sell on my thank you page. So then you have an easy yes offer with a sweet discount, but it's something that you need to be thinking about. Yeah. And actually you guys, I'm actually going to make a note right now because on my, so I will be honest with all of you guys because you guys probably we're can always relate. learning, guys. Like yeah. we're always learning. I I have an email list and I have people signed up on it and mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. A lot of people are still on there and they love it. Um, but as you know, Kate, <laughs> there's definitely room for improvements on it. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every time you get my email, you're like, okay, Ed, <laughs> when are we going to step it up another notch? Um, exactly. So, you know, it's always a work in progress. I'm right there with you, you guys. But um, I'm making note because I want to go back to my mail. I use MailChimp for those who are mm-hmm. curious. And I want to check my confirmation page confirmation page. See, I'm making notes just like you guys. Cause you don't have to use like the ugly ones for MailChimp. No offense, MailChimp. Right. Um, even right there where you set it, you can have it set to a page on your actual website. Yeah. So you can make it look a little bit nicer. So like Ed could have his smiling face. You can have his branding. Yep. It's all about making the absolute best first impression that yeah. you can for people. Like there is like, I cannot tell you how many examples of people, even in like the online marketing space or like consider themselves marketers that it's horrible. Right. Like they're wasting their thank you page. They've got an ugly confirmation email that does nothing like all of it. I'm just like one person was trying to like, like their freebie was like something having to do with email marketing. I like all of you guys. Like I'm always curious to see what the competition's up for. And I'm like, yep. I hope no one is listening to this person because like, this is just like awful. Like clearly this person just wants a big email list and I hope to goodness that they are not trying to sell an email product because it's basic guys. It's basic. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the thing it too, is that you guys, how many of you have your email already set up? Meaning you already have MailChimp, MailerLite, whoever you already have it set up, but how often do you look at it to see exactly. the sequence, to see if the information's updated, which is why I just made note to go back and look because uh, I've made some major changes to my website and I have mm-hmm. updated the list, but now I'm like, oh, I need to go check that confirmation page. I need to check the thank you page. Can I plug in my Hey Ed membership for these uh, new sign signups? Can I provide uh, you know a, a better user experience for that? So that's where I want you guys to start thinking about it. Is because some of you might be like, "Oh, well, I already have it set up. I'm good." Well, go through it with one of your bogus emails. Yes, like everyone's got more than one email address. So even before you hunt through Mailchimp because you could miss something, literally just have a pen and paper. Go to your actual website and try to see like, is it easy to sign up? Can people actually find it? And then what the process is actually like. And then you'll be able to actually see how you can improve because you're seeing it with fresh eyes. And I love that you just, I'm going to repeat it because you just pointed out testing, you guys, <laughs> testing your sequence yourself using another email address. <laughs> we talk about that all the time in terms of just running. You have to test, you have to see what happens. And, and that's a big one to note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I know that we kind of went off the rocker, but now you can see why, like, I'm so passionate about email marketing. I mean, people like just talk about like list building, list building, list building. It's like, that's like one piece of like seven things that you need to be thinking about when it comes to actually turning email marketing into something worth your time. So that's why I get a little bit of a high horse, but to get back to subject lines. So we had already covered just to recap about how you really want to see how that sequence is from when somebody first, first gives you that email until like they actually get it, they're confirmed and they get your freebie. So other things to consider, again, if you have the paid version of MailChimp or if you're a MailerLite or you're one of my CK CK people for uh, ConvertKit, you want to make sure you've got a couple of emails after that just to sort of keep on warming up people. So we'll just assume that you've got 
all of that. And we can talk about the power of three if you want to afterwards. Yes. And for subject line after your name, it is a couple of different things. And again, it's always about testing. So you might want to test different times for when it sends because maybe it does make a difference. And that's when it comes from knowing your people. So I know one extremely popular, I'd call her a mommy blogger, and she sends it on Saturday morning. And Smart. people know it's coming on Saturday morning and she makes a big deal about it, like when you sign up. So people know to read it like during soccer practice or during downtime because she knows her audience is bored to death at a kid's activity. Yeah. So that's when she does it. So a lot of people are like, oh, like, don't, you know, send it on Monday. Like, okay, you could still send it on Monday morning if you tell people to look for it. I have one that I love, Paul Jarvis. Is this Sunday? It's called the Sunday Dispatch. I, like, I make a ritual of it. And so that's something to think about as well is you can email, like, as many times a week as you want. But if you can at least pick a day in your head where, like, Wednesday is Ed Newsletter Day, people will start looking for it. So that's another tip to get higher open rates. So for subject lines, you could go with something that is benefit-driven. So it can literally be, like, how to get a 1,000 likes next week. Right. Or how to get your kid to stop screaming at the grocery store. Literally, like, or how I did this statement work really well and that works for like every industry another one would be like um i don't know i think it's someone that had like teaching with like lesson plans yeah i think i saw it in the crowd so it's like you know steal my lesson plans right right and that's people always can one. literally like see it and they know what they're getting before they get into another one that i like to pepper in there is like a curiosity thing like if you do nothing else today do this right or you know this is why i hate email marketing or i think it's stupid like it's called the open loop. So you can do a couple of those and see what's really working with your audience. Now, if you have a smaller list, which there's nothing wrong with, because as I always say, like, think about it. If you were an introvert and you hated public speaking, would you rather like cut your teeth with 25 people in the room right. and half of them are your relatives? Or would you rather do it with over a thousand and most of them are strangers? Now, unless your family are hecklers, which some people do have hecklers in the family, most of the time you're going to want to cut your teeth and get used to what you're doing when you've got 25 people. So start emailing when you have five people yes. or when it's just you. So that way you can see how it's going. You can critique it, and then that's the better you get because your writing for your emails is only going to get better. Yeah, no, it's so true. And and Stacey says, Kate is killing it with these ideas. And you are. This is what I do, Stacey. Like, <laughs> this is what I do. Chantal will tell you, like, this is what I do. <laughs> and, and this is the beauty. It's like, it, it's one of those things that, you know, how, how many of you guys were blown away, even if you're watching the replay, with the mommy blogger on a Saturday, knowing where her audience is going to be. And think about the possibilities of what's in that email. Those people are sitting down at the soccer game. They're checking that email. They're watching whatever fun video she did during the week. They're, they're reading what she's buying or what she's selling. Like, I mean, that right there, I was just like, I don't even know her and I don't even have kids, but I already can see that that's high value right there. Yeah. One of my favorite newsletters, um, it is, it's a student, but like she just revamped everything and hers is like wine and design Wednesdays. Oh. And it's literally like an email that you would write to your friends. And at the bottom, she even has like little wine deals. Like it's literally so fun to read. And it's like, I love reading it on Wednesday nights. Like it's like the best way to unwind. I'm like, who was that again? Cause I'm like, I need to get up on that list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alyssa, she does. Her stuff is feminine yet functional. That yeah. is her, for her interior design. And it, it's just so nice. That's another reason 
why I liked it. And I encouraged her because it goes against like the norms of like only ask them to do one thing and only do this. And it's okay to test and see what's working and what's not. Right. If you're trying to sell in an email, like legit, then don't have anything else in there. Yeah. But if it's just like selling yourself, then, you know, you can have a couple of things in there. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, Tammy asked, uh, how often should you email? Um, do you have insight on, on that? Sure. So you want to, again, having an autoresponder. So that is a series of emails that go out regardless of when somebody signs up on your list. You should probably have those. And towards the beginning, when someone first subscribes, you want to do like every day or like every other day, but you'll tell people like for the next two weeks or so, it's going to be like Christmas because maybe popping in your inbox, but then it's a little bit later. So I tell everyone to focus on once a week. Now, some people are like, well, like, I can't even like manage that. Like I'll have nothing to say. And now I have other content. When you think about it, it's four emails. Like it's four because I don't want people to get in the trap of only sending emails when they need money. Right. And like, there's someone that I am friends with and I'm on their list and I like privately called them out on it. I'm like, you know, you used to be really good about like sharing things that you were doing in your background. I'm like, now when I see your name in the inbox, I know it's just because you want money. Ouch. Yeah. And that hurts. And I'm like, like, I'm pretty sure all of your fans can see that too. Right. Which is why like she could sell every email, but like, like I technically can sell anything every week when I email because I'm still giving value Sure, and it's still related to it. And it's more of like a casual sell. And that's, what's going to also tie into those open rates that you mentioned. It's exactly. Like you already know that that, you, that that email is not technically going to be important, so you're not going to open it. Right. Or if it's something like you're like, oh, Kate, like, I don't know if I can manage once a week. I know Ed definitely talked about this forward batching, yeah. like sit down and do it or like let people know even when they first sign up, like I email on the first and the 15th, like that's when you're going to get the normal updates right. or actually do because I think even again with paid MailChimp. Um, can you add emails to the series? Like if you do an autoresponder after you make it or no? Yeah, actually they, they have it now for the free version. Now you can have auto responders, Um, but I forget how, how many people you can have on the list. Um, there's some, cause they changed it recently. So you guys, you can have a free MailChimp account now with auto responders before you couldn't do that, but now you can. Um, and I I have it set up, but I forget like what the cutoff is, but for all of us just starting out or Mm -hmm. kind of just with our low numbers and stuff, you should all be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's one of those, like, um, you know, say you're really good for a while and you know, you don't like, I don't talk about marketing. So there are some things like knowing your ideal audience, which is like evergreen, it's concrete, we can throw in. But a lot of the stuff, especially with Edson's update on technology, his autoresponder series, like he might like say have this really in-depth thing about Periscope, but like Periscope is dead. Like nobody talks about that anymore. So that wouldn't be like a really good message to have in his autoresponder. But say he had this, you know, really juicy one. Maybe he was sharing some struggles that he had in his business, but this is how he's planning for the future. Well, that's a really great one that he could send it in real time for his once a week email, but then he can add it to his autoresponder for all the new people. So that way, in case if Ed like falls off the wagon, at least the newer people are still getting taken care of. And those older subscribers will give you a little bit more grace when you do come back. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing you guys is to, to really think about that and, and keep revisiting. Cause you can set up this series 
but it may not be relevant anymore, you know, three months down or whatever. And, and I know that even for mine, like mine's kind of more of a, a, of a teaching series, um, which actually I've gotten actual responses from, which has been great. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when you get those responses to an email, you're just kind of like, really? Somebody responded. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest thing. Cause it's like, it's literally, you just have to hit reply and we do that all day long, but it, it's different when it's your newsletter and the email that you sent out and you get a response back. It's just different. Especially when people like, thank you for sending emails. Yes. Because I, I'm like, I've got not to say this, but it's true. <laughs> I have a giant folder in my own inbox. That's literally people just either thanking me for emails or saying that they really like it or responding to it. And like my whole mission in life is to make email marketing fun. Like that's why I have my course that's coming out and well in two weeks and all that. Like it legitly is fun because it's like, you're talking to your friends. (laughs) That's it guys. Like how would you talk to your friend about, you know, finding Ecamm and then just talk to them about them. Like they are your friends and you found Ecamm and is it relevant to them? Well, yes, it is because they are probably doing Facebook lives and you had this result. And then, Oh, look, it's okay with the terms of service for Ed to put in his affiliate link in the email. Right. So then Ed does. And then he casually is teaching, he's relating and he's making sales at the same time. It's like, Ooh. And, and that is perfect. You know, um, and you guys, Kate will put in links to her, all her stuff. We'll have her jump in the comments. Don't worry. Um, I'll be back. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the beauty of, of being able to think about that and to have that broken out and to really understand like going through and, and, and just exploring and testing and, and really seeing what works for you and your audience. You know, Mickey had mentioned that she's afraid of doing weekly emails because she knows her target audience is already inundated with emails. So she may not bad emails. Yeah. Bad emails. But if your emails are good, they will not care that you get them once a week and, and your emails are going to be good. Cause you're hanging out with Kate and Ed. Yes, exactly. So and you'll that's literally a be a beacon and a sea of garbage. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad that you pointed that out because that right away, that could have discouraged us from doing weekly emails but it depends on what you're going to include in that email and how you're going to structure it. So keep that in mind um, for that. And Ed doesn't attract garbage people. So I know <laughs> your emails are going to be great. I love it. And Stacy says, tagging my virtual assistant. I love it. So when she uh, sees, let's talk about this or quote, let's talk about your goals. I'll just say this video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is That's it being awesome. best friends with Ed? Because he's my best online friend. So back off. <laughs> I love it. You guys are awesome. <laughs> See, and, and this is like what we're talking about when, when you do an email and when you send out an email and somebody responds, it doesn't matter what the response is. Technically, the fact that they responded, you're just, you're, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Same thing happens in the comments, Erica, I see you, but you warned me that you'd be coming late. So that's good. Um, you, you know, we get excited when somebody yeah. stops what they're doing to provide us with a comment. It doesn't matter if it's a comment in the, in the Facebook live, if it's in a blog post, if it's an email reply, it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. We just are excited to get that comment. And I love Kate that you mentioned that you have a folder where you save all of these things. My smile file. See, so I don't have a catchy name for mine, but (laughs) I literally will take my screenshots and save them in a folder for me 
to look back on because it's it's progress. It's it's a time when you need to reflect when you're feeling down and out or when you start questioning yourself and your services and and what you're doing. You need something to reflect on. And so having that to go back to and being like, dang, you know what? I'm good. Like, brush like, off the I shoulders. I can add those to his landing pages. That's like the special sign-up page. Or he can add that to his thank you page or his confirmation page. Yep. So that way, again, every step of the journey, we're reconfirming Ed is somebody that you want to talk to. And you'd be excited if you saw him on a weekly basis. And that's true. And that's a good point. That's what we talk about a lot, too, is social proof. You want to make sure that you have social proof. That's why we talk about, you know, having reviews turned on on your Facebook page. Um, <laughs> Google, uh, if you have Google business, have your reviews there, like get people to actually publicly say what they think about you and your services and your products, because that's what sells itself. And that's how people get connected. Just like you guys see here in the um, comments. Oh, good. We're right on time. All right, cool. Uh, not well time. Yes, but I'm reading the comments. I'm kind of going through browsing and trying to like think at the same time. Um, <laughs> So yes, and and so okay, cool. So we have our our subject line. We we talked mm -hmm. a little bit about open rates now, and, and you mentioned some great ideas. Now, how how should we kind of map it out? Any tips on mapping out? I, it, you know, do we go straight to pen and paper? Do we go to the computer, or are, are we just thinking about it in our head? Like any tips around that? Because that's kind of I feel like where we might be going now that we kind of know a subject line and and a and a, a open rate. Okay, so do you mean like how to actually structure an email worth reading or do you mean like how to like actually figure out like an email, like what am I going to email about and how does this fit into my business? Both. I don't know if we'll have enough time for both, but let's start <laughs> with the first one because it's, it's the email body, it's the body of the email and, okay. and we're talking about the subject. So let's go ahead and just talk about a body of the email um, because that a lot of us can quickly relate to that too. Okay, excellent. So, and I talked about a lot of this in my uh, ebook that I have the email marketing fairy, but the first thing that good. you always want to ask yourself, thank you. The first thing that I always want to ask yourself about is what do I want someone to feel and what do I want them to do? Because a lot of people fail to think about that feel part. Do I want them to feel empowered? Do I want them to feel educated? Do I want them to feel them on edge? Do I want them to feel camaraderie? Do I want them to feel acceptance? Do I want them to feel, you know, like excited? So you kind of want to think about that. Now everyone's like, Oh, well I have like, a boring topic. You still need to think about like how you want people to feel after reading this email. Sometimes it might just be curiosity because maybe you just want to send them like a teaser and have them link over to something else. Yep. So that's like the very first thing is like, how do I want them to feel? And then what is my goal? So again, we already talked about every email is a sales email. So you just have to get over it. Right. But do I want them to reply back? Do I want them to check out this blog post? Do I want them to come join me on Facebook? Like, again, you got to think of logistically, do you have an actual like hardcore goal? Right. And then that's how you're going to go ahead and map something out. So this is one of my favorite email formulas. I'm going to give you two. So I have templates Ooh. in my book, but we're not going to talk about that. So the first one is one that some people struggle with at the very beginning, but the more you do it, the better it is. And that is life plus your stuff. Ooh. So like whatever you talk about and everyone's like, well, what if I have like a boring life? And so like, I have this example about how, like, literally just think about what you did today. Like, okay. So, and this is exactly what happened today. So my daughter had a temper tantrum today. 
So like, how can I relate that to online businesses? Okay. Well, you know, my daughter is having this temper tantrum because she had hit her sister and I wasn't going to give in and give her a happy meal. Like I gave her sister. And you know what? Sometimes that is the way that our email subscribers and customers are. They think if they just get to pitch a fit, that we're just going to cave and give in. But like, no, you need to have boundaries. You need to stay where it is. It's like, it flows right in there. Or like, you know, the constant struggle of, do I eat this zebra roll? And that's how about like, I know it's bad for me and I know it's not good, but I still really want it. And again, since I teach marketing, it would be like, and so people like they want to have a big list and they're into list building, but what they really need, just like I probably really needed a carrot, not a zebra roll, is they need to have an actual email marketing strategy because the money is not in the list. It's in the way you talk to the people on the list. Oh, oh, Mickey, where are we at with that quote? If you give, if you guys give Ed, since I can't see the comments, um, some of your industries, we can do a little bit more of examples about that as well. So like, I'm trying to think of like, um, like today, like I'm thinking of like health related. So like today, like I went to Panera and the person that I was with got a salad, but I decided to have a bagel. So rather than like, talking about like the guilt around myself choosing something that was carb heavy. It was allowing yourself the grace to make these choices because that's what you want. And it's literally just about like your life. So it's like the more you do it, the better it is. So some people tend to struggle. Like I even say like, look around your office, even if you're not in the online marketing, like, you know, what books do you have on your desk? Like, why do you like your favorite pen? And just see how you can relate it to the topic that you talk about. Cause people love stories. Yes. And we know stories sell, uh, yeah. Tammy says branding. She's a branding champion. Oh my goodness. There's a gajillion things that she could do. So if, and again, this is just, if you're running errands one day, uh, you could talk about how, you know, like you were going to buy sweatpants and you ended up going not with like the fruit of the loom one, but you decided to go with Victoria's secret because of the branding that it has behind it. Like, yeah. you know, fruit of the loom, you're just like, eh, but like you're going to spend $45 on Victoria's Secret sweatpants because it makes you feel sexy. It makes you feel youthful. You love them. And that is what good branding can do. And then people are like, oh my God, like I get it. So do you want to be a fruit of the looms or do you want to be Victoria's Secret? And then she could snap a picture of herself in the sweatpants. I love it. Uh, another one came in from Mindy, mm-hmm. teaching graphic design online. Oh, oh my goodness. There's a, mil- <laughs> a million things. So she could have like... You know, just like she was going through Facebook groups and they had like janky designs and it didn't quite work out. But like she can talk about maybe she was, you know, throwing, you know, like a birthday party for her kids. I don't know if she has kids, but if her audience has kids, like they'll relate to the story. So, again, know your audience and how like she planned everything down to like the perfect detail. But like things just kind of kept on going wrong or didn't quite come out right. And she knows that that's the same thing that can happen when you're sit down and you're creating this Pinterest graphic or your logo. Like you put in so much time and effort, but something is just off. Yeah. And then she can talk about how she has a product that helps you with that or like how she reviews those sorts of things. So it's not thinking about email marketing in the literal sense, but it's more about the broader concepts and then bringing it to specific. I love it. What about book author? Book author. So it would depend. Is she helping other people um, like published books does she do nonfiction or fiction um so we have one of ours i don't have it upstairs uh erica i don't know if she's still here but erica is an author and she has a book called reframe it and it's all about uh it's an adult uh uh, cartoon book well not cartoon but adult um book for helping you reframe 
like things that happen to you. So like if you're like, oh, my car broke down, instead of stressing about it and going over it, um, you would then uh, reframe it and you'd be like, okay, well, you know, that happened, but what's the bright side? We're not stuck on the freeway. We're, we're on the side road and stuff like that. It's probably like so she could literally just use that example that you gave. Okay, there we go. <laughs> like, because I'm golden. sure that she's been in those situations. We've all got stopped at a light. We've all, you know, necessarily gotten like pulled over or we needed gas at the worst possible minute. Uh, you know, you hit a pothole. You know, your computer decided to restart in the middle and you yeah. hadn't saved. And again, this isn't necessarily going on technology, but it's like how she used that time to like better herself and her community's life. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and, and it's have... all about finding the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset where a growth mindset right. is not, it's what can I do in these 15 minutes rather than oh, I'm going to waste these 15 minutes and just go play candy crush. Yeah. And just go on about that. And mysteriously, she's selling a coaching program for growth minded people. Oh my goodness. Right. Yep. And we had one more come in wellness and self care. Oh my goodness. So, okay. You have again, <laughs> All of the examples of actual like food choices. Yeah. And again, if we use the kid and the tantrum, this wasn't actually the case because I'm a very rigorous mom. I'm not just a fun mom where it could be like your kid had a giant tantrum and you couldn't figure out why like, they hadn't been having it. And then she realized, because this is timely, she had gotten into the Easter candy and that was the effect that sugar was having on her, on her child. Or she could even talk about like, you know, a, like she was reading a book. It could even be like a marketing book. And there's like this really famous story that floats around about how like there was this steamboat captain and he had to call the specialist in to fix the pipe. And all he did was hit one spot with a hammer and the bill came. It was for like a thousand dollars. And the ship captain was like, well, I could have done that. And he's like, it was five bucks for the hammering, but it was nine hundred and ninety five dollars for knowing the spot to hit. Yes. And going into that and talking about how that's exactly the same with the health and wellness, because some people might have that complaint um, about like, oh, why would I actually pay for a health coach? It's not about the actual action. It's about the things beyond it. I love that. I'm already thinking you guys like this has already got me. Can you guys see how we can just geek out on this stuff. I mean, we're, yeah. this was like rapid fire and we're just like giddy over here. We're tip like, of the iceberg guys. That's oh, why I really know, tip of the iceberg. It's like crazy. And I'm already thinking like, okay, maybe my whole email approach. Cause you guys, I, I've, I've been trying to step up the game. I don't know why it's, I feel like it's so hard for myself. I help with others, but it's just like, that's just not where my head's at. Um, and so when it comes to mine, I'm like, maybe, maybe I've already been thinking all these different scenarios. I just haven't thought of them as my email marketing, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to use this. Cause I'm thinking like today, my check engine light was on, on my car, you guys, for the last couple of days, I was trying to figure it out. And, you know, I did one of the little uh, test things you can plug in and mm -hmm. it said the, what the code was. And I thought it was this filter thing. Long story short, I thought it was going to be like a $300 project. And I was like, I really don't want to put money into this. But then I had a friend take a look at it. And you guys, you're going to be like, serious. So remember, tech, business and tech all day long over here. <laughs> not engines, not engines. So the, I can't even believe I'm going to tell you guys this because it's going to be, you're going to be like, really? Um, so turns out that the only reason the check engine light came on was because after I got my oil change, somehow either they forgot or it just fell off this um, emissions valve basically that goes mm -hmm. into the air filter 
was not plugged in. <laughs> That's it. And my friend was able to diagnose that in like less than 10 minutes by just looking around in the engine and being able to see what was missing, basically. There you go. So he knew exactly, just like the shipwreck. And that's something that you could, that story could very easily lead into you linking to one of your Ask Ed episodes that you had any of these weeks, like your favorite one about how you don't know what you don't know type of scenario. Yep. Or, you know, not about holding it back or like asking for help and how like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Because I know that you had one episode about like how to build authority when you have none or something like that. Like, you know, linking, that's all Ed can have to do because then now they're over to his Facebook page. This is the main way you can interact with Ed. Like, it's nice and easy peasy. Yeah. And I'll read one more before uh, we switch over here. Mindy's like, oh, I just thought of a good one. I'm running on bald tires and getting new ones Friday. I was trying to come up with something to go with refreshing, refreshing your social media graphics when they've been overused. Boom. There you go. Cause like everyone's Boom. using that same picture from Unsplash, you know, like everyone's yeah. got it and now it's not working out. People are blind to it. You're not getting as much mileage out of your social media as you could be. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Like, going out, like, oh snap. See? And like all it literally is the simplest thing, like life plus your thing. I, I love that. But I don't even need to, I, I can, the other one I'm not even going to tell you because that one's just. <laughs> The other one's not as exciting. It's not as exciting. And we've had so much excitement. We're like, we're on, we're like. (laughs) It's not. It's like, oh, like try to say your point in like five sentences. It's not exciting. Oh my goodness. Life cluster thing is way more exciting. Yeah. And, and you guys think about it. We all can relate to the car, the whole situation about a car. It doesn't matter if you're a mechanic or you're just the average, you know, mom, dad, tech guy, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. We all know a little bit about the car and we can relate to it. And even when I was working at Apple, we actually would um, tell people, um, help people relate to dual core processors. How many mm-hmm. of you guys know what a dual core processor is? You know? And so <laughs> how, how, what does that relate to and how does that translate? Well, it's basically like a two-lane f- freeway versus a quad core, which is a four-lane freeway. Get it? So two lanes is going to be a lot slower than the four lanes. So that's kind of like how, how you can relate things is by the, it's weird. The car is always something that we can relate back to all of us, even if you don't have a car. (laughs) Yeah. Like again, and that's something you can think about, you know, getting your morning coffee, like how is like your routine around that? So then you could either, you know, do one about your morning routine or about how sometimes we do things on autopilot. So that person that was doing wellness and I apologize, but I can't call her by name because I'm not seeing the comments where she could literally like not necessarily talk about like her morning routine per se, although I'm sure people would be curious because they're nosy, but like how we do all of this stuff on autopilot. But when you actually focus on self care and mindset, you'll actually catch yourself and be like, why do I always make my coffee first? And then go like putting in the toast. Like, why do I take on this and how like spicing things up or, you know, even like I started doing recently, which it's difficult brushing my teeth with a non-dominant hand. Oh yeah. I'm like, well, this will be fun and we'll see. Yeah. So sneaking it in like that. I, yeah, I, this is, this has opened up some doors for me that you guys who are on my <laughs> I list. I talk about email a lot, guys. Oh, a lot. All the time, all the time. But you know, <laughs> we, we kind of had this conversation real quick uh, and then we'll kind of wrap up here. But um, we had this conversation in my community for, uh, earlier about how you can hear the same thing over and over, um, 
but it's how does it resonate with you and and who is the one saying it like we can always say the same thing over and over but it's who do you connect with and and you know we've talked about different scenarios for specifically like my stuff but now hearing it being on on the other side basically as an audience member hearing it and understanding the different connections that we've all talked about from the comments now i'm like oh Okay, because my thing, to be honest, you guys, my thing is like, my emails, I want short, sweet, and to the point. I actually don't even want to type them out anymore. Like, I'm kind of getting lazy. And so now I'm like, okay, how can I tie in the video aspect? So mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing with, with... Make a gift of yourself, because you can actually send videos, like yeah. people are working on it. Um, but like, he could literally, he, Ed, could literally create like a gift Yep. of one of his videos talking about it and that's when it can lead to i know some people yeah. feel bad like oh like i don't want to always you know send them clicking someplace then then don't like make it a couple of times a week like yeah. okay so you know on the first and third not that you have to be this rigid i'm gonna send them to facebook and then you right. know my second and fourth email it'll just be a quick tip or like a ps will be like and if you want more about this topic like check out this video as opposed to the whole thing where it's just get them to the video <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes, and Debbie, uh, have fun. Debbie, yes, there, there's some good uh, knowledge drops bombs in here. Like we just got, you missed all of our our geeky, you know, theme geeky on this. Debbie's Debbie's like this is her jam. Like she's all about email marketing. I mean, Debbie's the best. To be honest, you guys, I'm just gonna shout out Yay. Debbie. Debbie's the best at like everything. She's she's awesome. Like email <laughs> marketing, WordPress, all that stuff. So. Um, she's just amazing. Uh, I can't say yeah, enough good things about her. Um, technical aspects. Yeah. So perfect. Uh, monitoring. Oh yeah. A follow-up Debbie would be awesome. We need to do follow-up on some other stuff. Um, Morgan, Hey, welcome to the party. We're almost out. So you have to watch the replay, but it was a good party and the after party is still taking place in the, in the comments. Um, but so, okay. So we have to wrap up. Uh, we're running mm -hmm. out of time. What, uh, anything you want to leave us with? I know I'm going to have you jump into the comments, drop your links and everything so people can know who you are, where to find you. Cause they're obviously we're all hooked on you and we all <laughs> want to make sure that we become, well, I'm already best friends with you, but everyone wants to become you can be my inbox bestie. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what okay. last piece of advice do you have for us? Make email marketing. That's literally it. Everyone is putting way too much pressure on themselves for having this huge list and they've got list shame and then they put so much pressure on themselves to write like the perfect email because I think we've all been on recipients of like really crappy ones. But when you literally like, if you need to pump up like vanilla ice before you sit down to write your email, so you're in that space or like I have the tiger, if you really need to like pick out like your like worst guilty pleasure song, throw it on and then sit down to write your email. And it's just like, what would I literally like, you can say this to yourself and this goes in this life plus stuff. What would I tell my best friend uh, about drinking water every day? Like chances are you're not going to preach to her, but you might come up with some fun examples. You might say what you do to drink more incorporated about how like, you know, your skin's looking better and you, you know, notice that she was complaining that she's looking her age and all of that sort of stuff. So you you rocked out to your vanilla ice 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 baby. You sit down. You write like you're writing to a friend. You hit send, and then you go. If people unsubscribe, cool, because now it means you actually sent emails. Yes. And two, now you're gonna not have to pay for people. And three, they're making space for others to actually join your list. All amazing things. Exactly. All amazing. Awesome. I love it. 
Uh, Kate, we'll definitely have you back on the show because this, this is awesome. And, and I have some other things that I want to talk to you about for the community too. So we'll, we'll definitely connect again here soon. Thank you so much for our guys, best friends only. I <laughs> Did I tell you, like, wasn't that enough? Like the best interview ever. So I just want to go over a couple of key things that we talked about with Ed. One, of course, is he talks about the links that he's dropping. Since again, this was indeed a Facebook Live. So if you head on over just to eddruxel.com and there's a link in the show notes, I'm actually going to send you over to his amazing community of online entrepreneurs that he has. And it's called the Hey Ed Mastermind Community. And really, if you have any tech questions or entrepreneurial questions, Ed answers it with just such vigor and such passion. Like it is really one of the best deals I've you possibly can find on the internet. I just, I cannot speak highly enough about it. But we do want to remember that there are just so many different facets of email marketing that just sort of focusing on one, like say open rates. While it is important, there are so many other things besides just having a catchy subject line that you need to be thinking about. Is your name one that when it pops up in someone's inbox, it makes them excited? Are they confused or are they indifferent? Because you never want to be indifferent. Those are the kind of people that will never open your stuff to never unsubscribe. And then you just have dead weight on your list. Remember guys, email marketing can be fun and profitable as long as you go in with the right attitude. And I will see you next week, which is May, y'all, if you're listening to this in real time. And we've got some more special surprises coming up in store. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.